How are we going, mates? Ryan Rollins-Smith here. Hey, before we get into this episode with American League All-Star, Mr. Paul Blackburn, and honestly, let's get real, probably the comeback player of the year for sure. Amazing, amazing story. I can't wait to get into it. Before we get into that, make sure you go subscribe. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, you're watching on YouTube, whatever, make sure you go subscribe, go follow us on social media, and go to www.thetopstep.com and go get caught up on all the episodes all right, I'm going to leave you to it. Please welcome Paul Blackburn as he joins me right here on the top step. No matter what happens, Ryan Roland Smith has something to tell his grandkids right here. The breaking ball, he struck him out. Yeah, that will be a story for the rest of his life <laughs> as he strikes out Ken Griffey Jr. This is Grant Balfour being Grant Balfour. Yeah. He, he is, as you mentioned, Jim, he's amped up. He talks a lot. In fact, he has the demeanor of a guy that wants to fight you. You'll never say that I'm not killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Paul, welcome, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate you coming on, man. I, uh, I um, love to follow along, man. I, you see this from time to time where I, I obviously knew who you were. You came over to the Mariners in a trade. You were here for how long were you with the Mariners for? I want to say maybe like six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks. So yeah. talk me through the trade. Cubs, drafted with the Cubs, come over to the Mariners, right? Who were you traded for with the Cubs? Uh, I was traded in the Montgomery deal with Vogelbach. Right. It was Vogelbach and myself. For Montgomery and Jordan Prees? Did you, what, what year were you drafted with the Cubs? 2012. Okay, so I was with them in, the, in 2012. I wanted to make sure that was, that was uh, yeah. the year because I was actually with them. I remember Daniel Vogel back in rookie ball. I had yeah. a back injury and I was, I started the year off in AAA, had a back injury, and there he was, Daniel Vogel back. <laughs> Did you know him that very well? Uh, he, I knew him a little bit. Um, so when I got drafted and signed, he well he got drafted in 2011. Gotcha. And he was in extended and extended. I signed before extended ended. Right. So I showed up at the tail end of extended gotcha. before those guys broke to short season. So like I was around him there, and then like I was around him during instructs. I never played with him on a like affiliated team, yeah, but like yeah. I was always around him. You were the first. Um big draft pick first rounder with the Theo Epstein era of the Cubs and it's kind of significant man because when I got there that was the year he was there I was in yeah. camp I never forget it man I, I'm in I'm in big league camp and I'm like I'm just fighting not to get released like it was at the end of my career and I was just like okay hopefully I can impress someone stick around and and you know stick around in AAA and hopefully make the team later he rolls in. I'm sitting there next to Ryan Dempster, who was on the team. And he rolls in and gives like, you know how like every spring training, I'm sure you have it this year, last year, the GM comes down. I don't know how it is with the A's, but the GM comes down. And they kind of give that big like, this is what we're doing this year yeah. kind of thing. Well, that was kind of like to me that first year where it was kind of acceptable to sort of wave the white flag and just announce that. And it was weird, man, because the Cubs were like a big market team. So it was, yeah. it was just strange hearing that. But he literally comes in and he's just like, hey, listen, like in, 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 in more words than this, but he basically said, hey, guys, I was brought in here and my, you know, my crew, not for you guys, but for the guys across the street down in minor league camp. You know? And he started talking about like this, you know, this plan and everything else. And then Ryan Dempster just kind of quietly goes, oh, thanks, Dad. Because <laughs> <You know, like, laughs> that's what it felt like, dude. Like, and that was that first year where like, he had taken over and, and everything was different. They weren't this team that was just you know, throwing money around. And, but it, it, was, it was a situation where uh, you know, 
five-year plan, but it worked. They went to the World yeah, Series. Yeah, it did. Do you look at that? Where were you when they, when they? Where were you at when they won the World Series? I was in Surprise, Arizona. Okay, doing what? Uh, I was I was in the process of buying a house, so I was living. Uh, I was sleeping on my buddy's couch it, in Surprise, you, you Arizona. Bought a house in Surprise. I was buying. So I bought. I was buying a house in Glendale. Okay. Uh, first year on my on the roster, say, going man. in 2017. First year on the roster, right. bought a house in Glendale, probably like 15 minutes from uh, the Mariners complex. Gotcha. Because um, usually I would like go to the complex and like work out in the off season yep. and everything. Um, so yeah, I was in that transition period for waiting to get the keys and season ending. And right. so yeah, I was just on my buddy's couch. Because uh, you grew up in Brentwood. Yeah, now, I've spent some time in Brentwood. Yeah. Discovery Bay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I'm going to tell you a story about Disco Bay, right? So. I was there, and a uh, buddy of mine, uh, we had – he, him and I were in, in business together, Next Gen Baseball. I still have it. He's no longer with us, with, with the company. But we used to do camps and stuff like that. Well, he was in Byron. He was, like, he was staying at his, at his mother-in-law's place, right? But um, we brought a group of these Australian kids over to play in Brentwood. You know, what's, what's the field, the, the, the winery? The, the, there's a baseball field? Uh, yeah. What's, the, what's that called? Sunset. Is it Sunset Fields? Yeah, it's like basically it's kind of like Field of Dreams. Like it's, there's a there's a big winery there. Yeah, maybe in Byron, maybe I don't know. Like just down the street from you. But anyway, so we had these parents who had a um, they had a Airbnb at, in Discovery Bay, like right on the what, what's it called the Delta or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, these neighbors come out. I don't want to throw anyone on the bus in, in your hometown here or anything like that. <laughs> but um, they come and go. Yeah, do you guys live here or we're like. Uh, they're just parents. They just got an Airbnb, and they lost it, blew up, right? And they're like, "You can't have Airbnbs in here. There's celebrities that live in here, and all this kind of stuff." Dude, it was nuts, man. <laughs> so I got to ask: any celebrities living in Discovery Bay that you, besides you? If you, you you haven't bought a place on the on the water there, or no, what? I don't have no. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a place there. I, I mean, I know there's a couple like ex Niners players okay. uh, that lived in like Brentwood Discovery Bay. Um, off the top of my head. I don't. I don't know if anybody. Because there's only one way into dis- there's only one way into Discovery Bay, right? Yeah. And then it's just basically, yeah, dude. We were just. I was like, oh my god, like they were harassing <laughs> these Aussie parents. It was brutal. But I'm like, celebrities, like, who like am I who? missing here? <laughs> I was exactly. You should have asked them. I know. I should. I'm like, okay, who? I didn't want to be. Yeah. You, know, you got to be respectful, especially when you got Aussies day one. I was like, oh man, this is a freaking nightmare. <laughs> were you an A's fan or a Giants fan? I was a Giants fan okay. growing up. Is that? Does that just? <sighs> Just basically, just I, I feel like obviously, and again, I don't want to say this because obviously, with the A's, they have a huge fan base. But were you growing up in that generation where all of a sudden you're getting a little bit older and they start winning, winning some World Series when they won that won that three straight? Yeah, not three straight, but around the time they won yeah. the three. Yeah, um, yeah. So the first, well, they 2010. I was a sophomore, mm-hmm. um, and they. I don't remember them ever being good before that yeah, yeah. you know like yeah. i don't I, I barely remember like i remember when i remember going to candlestick when i was really really young right. like i just remember being in bleachers for yeah. batting practice that's kind of about it and then when pack bell opened like i remember that and going to games there i went to a lot of a's games growing up okay. uh they had the all you can eat section yeah, uh the three the, the third deck right behind home plate they had three <laughs> sections up there and i would in high school we'd go there and ten dollar seats and you'd go there and eat as much as you wanted what kind of food are we talking I mean, you're talking ballpark food. You're talking just nachos, hot dogs, hamburgers, pretzels. I need uh, to bring that back, Olivia. Let, it, I, it was. Let's go. Yeah. 
It it was uh, it was nice. It's I had Dallas Braden on this, and he was talking about obviously, and and this is something I want to get to get with you later on in the show about you know Oakland and everything that's going on there. But I want to get I want to get to a couple things, man. Now, if you don't know who Paul Blackburn is, basically you're having an unreal year. Like when when you dive into a lot of the different numbers and everything else, like you're up there, like top five, top five, top five. But when you go back, now you were. It wasn't always that way, right? And for yeah. again, a lot of people listening, I've got a lot of Australians listening, a lot of Mariner, uh, Seattle people listening to this. I love these stories, man. I love it. I don't know if you want to, if you call it, you call it a comeback, you call it a breakout year. What, what do you, when you look at this, man? What do you kind of, how do you frame what you're doing this year? Yeah, you, I guess you could frame it as a breakout. Yeah. Um, you know, like just, I guess the, my whole time here, I felt like like. 2017, like I got my first chance. I like just when I debuted, mm-hmm. I came up. I was pitching well. I took a ball off my hand, ended my season that year. Yeah. Um, came into spring the next year, dealt with forearm stuff twice that year. Forearm stuff out of spring, ended up on the deal for a couple months. Came back, had like five or six starts. Forearm again, kind of ruined my season. And then it was a lot of like that was a, that was really the first time I ever dealt with like injury yeah. in in baseball. And like, I, it's hard to it's hard to. Uh, I guess like figure out what you or how to get back and like that's what I was always trying to do is like figure out yeah. how to get back like how do I I what didn't feel like myself yeah. for, for say like through there um, but then you look at it it's is like that, that's just purely because you you're constantly getting injured or re-injured yeah just you like know? I was I was injured and then like I would have like little stuff flare up like I would have like you know a shoulder thing I would flare up for like you know a month and then mm. it would be like you know, a lower body thing yeah. with flare-up. It was just, like, different – like, my body just wasn't, I guess, like, recovering. It wasn't, like – it wasn't acting like I was used to it acting, mm-hmm. you know, the first, like, five or six years of my pro career. Right. Um. So, yeah, it was just – it was a little bit like that. And then, like, you kind of look at it where, like, you know, when I was coming up, it was always, like, a spot start. It was always, like, hey, like, you know, someone got hurt and, like, we're in the playoffs and it's, like, Game mm-hmm. 7 World Series every day for me. Every yeah. time I went yeah. out, it was yeah. Game 7, Game 7, Game 7. And I think I just added a lot of just unnecessary like pressure and stress to myself throughout like the early parts of my career. Did you feel like the you were a first round draft pick, right? Did that sort of carry on like that? I'm I'm saying this. I, I mean, I signed for thirty thirty thousand bucks, man. Coming out of Australia, it's different. You you just kind of oblivious to like, oh, really? You want to sign me? Off you go. But then I, I played with a bunch of dudes who, especially early in my career, they were those that first round pick. And there is that added sort of two, you can look at it two ways, I guess. The, the pressure of that, mm-hmm. you want to live up to that because everyone knows who you are. And you go back to Brentwood, or everyone's like, You were a first round pick. How, why aren't you, you know, throwing, th- getting 30 starts in the big leagues? <laughs> but on besides that, though, is there still that feeling like, Shit, man, I'm a, I'm a friggin' first rounder? Like that feeling of not complacency, but co- like where you get kind of comfortable, like, Oh, yeah, this is just going to happen for me? No, see, like, I'm. I'm not like I don't I kind of don't I guess look at it like that like I'm very like I critique myself a lot and that's probably why like there's time there's been times throughout my career where like I've sat there and probably over dissected stuff that I shouldn't have yeah you know and it just kind of like leads me into like thinking and all that and like I've worked on that I've worked on getting away from that which I think has kind of helped with my year this year as well um but no like I'm honestly like I I'm just trying to be like the best version of myself like right. you know like yeah I was a first rounder 10 years ago now 11 years ago yeah. um, but kind of like once you get in this game like 
all that stuff kind of doesn't doesn't really matter. Do you, you know? feel like it changed the first time you got traded? Like all of a sudden you weren't their first round pick, you know, the, the, the first time you would, you would trade it out. Then all of a sudden you get traded again. So it's like that label now all of a sudden doesn't really exist with these new teams. Uh, yeah, you, a little did, bit, you, a little okay. bit. Um, you know, it's it's being traded. I was traded twice in a matter of two and a half, three months. Yeah. Um, and like when you get traded, it's it's kind of like a well, this team like this team wants me. You know, mm -hmm. and it's not like yeah. oh, this the team I was with doesn't want me. Yeah. You know, like they value me, they value me in a way of trading for somebody. Well, they end up winning the World Series that year. I mean, Montgomery got the last out, so yeah. like they they're valuing that guy and the team that is know trading for me mm -hmm. kind of values me yeah. in a way yeah um so no i don't like i don't I, I i try not to to look back on the fact as like oh like you know i was this or that like in the past like i feel like sometimes that can kind of get you away from like where you want to go yeah no for sure and i mean last year man like and this is what's uh, again uh, while you're listening to this just go look on baseball reference or Baseball savant. Do you ever look at like baseball savant? Do you even know what that is? I mean, do players yeah. ever look at that? Do you, do you like glance at that and see, you know, the color cut, like the, oh, I'm red here, I'm blue here? No, no. No, because no. you guys have so much stuff, you know, so, so many things available to you, right? Yeah. Is that all within the Oakland A's system, everything they give they give you, like the information? Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of it. I mean, there's so much information out there now in general. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of that stuff. But also, too, like a lot of it, I feel like, uh, if you look at it and it's like, oh, like people are, you know, my exit velo on this pitch average-wise is through the roof. Yeah. Like now all of a sudden you go to that pitch and now you're like, oh, man, like, I, you know, I got to be perfect with this thing because like people yeah. are hitting it. And if you don't know that, it's yeah. just like here it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, there has to be that. And and I'm, I'm jumping ahead here because I do want to get back to the fact like last year into this year and stuff like that. But I there has to be that element where, you know what, this is just too much. Right. Yeah. For someone like you, you've you've struggled enough where you can go out and be in a situation, especially this year, where like, you know what? This pitch today, even though you just mentioned it then, where oh the exit velo average on this pitch, man. But all of a sudden, you know, you pitched against the Yankees last time out, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a certain situation where all of a sudden third is like, man, like this my curveball, which is a really good obviously one of your weapons, but man, this is filthy right now. I'm going to go against the grain or go against what the book says and pitch off feel, right? There has yeah. to still be that element. Here. Yeah, no, there is. Um, that's that's kind of what I've been doing. Like, that's how I, like, look at my repertoire. Like, I feel like I have good stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I can get anybody out, but, like, I'm not blind to the fact that I don't have elite. Like, I don't have elite stuff, like, right? Like, I don't punch out a lot of guys. So, like, for me, it's it you, you – kind of you so you know yourself and then you go into that where it's like look I don't I'm not gonna have a you know a, a my plus plus curveball every single day you know like I'm gonna have days where I you know I have five pitches which you know if I can throw three of those for strikes and locate those and yeah. you know it's gonna be tough on hitters and then you know throughout that start a lot of times you find a pitch you know towards right. the end or like a pitch with you in the beginning is not there towards the end and and per se but that's just like when I go about a start. That's that's how that's how I go about. It. I attack with the plan that I have, but then also, you have to adjust. You have to adjust off what they're doing. You have to adjust yeah. off the feel you have for your stuff that day. What how your how your pitches are playing. What going back to twenty twenty one spring training, you get DFA'd, right? And go back to that. If I mean, I know you're pitching tomorrow and you're dealing, so you just want <laughs> yeah, sort of be oblivious to all that stuff. I get it. Like you don't want to rehash it. But last year. You go from first round, you get drafted a couple of times. This team wants me, you know, some of the things we discussed to 
man, I'm, I'm fighting to be that 26 man in the doubleheader or that last guy on the roster or whatever, or like just proving, trying to prove to people that I, I, I need to stay here, right? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, 2021 spring training, you get DFA. Go back, what was going on at that point in your career? Because, and the reason I'm asking that is because everything you see on the, because you're all of a sudden, now your name's starting to get around the country. Like everyone knows who you are. Yeah. There is a very friggin' strong chance you're about to go to the friggin' all-star game, right? Like you, that's insane. So you go back to 2021, what was, where was Paul Blackburn there mentally? What was happening at that, at that point? Uh, 2021, yeah, I think it was, it was probably about a week into spring training. Um, I know I had a live EP the next day and um yeah i got a got called in the office got dfa'd um kind of just i guess it just kind of like shakes your world yeah you know um and then like you clear waivers and like you come back into camp and it's kind of like embarrassing and like yeah. you know like you just it's just like oh like i got fired for 72 hours and all of a sudden like i come back in and it's like and that was the year where um we we all stayed at the the minor league complex mm -hmm. so like i came in a minor league camp but like the big league the big leaguers were there too and like right. so i was around all those guys and like working in those groups when yeah. it's like just got dfa it was just kind of weird and like but i i think it helped a lot um with me like you know last year they had the alt site for the first month um yep. you know i went through stuff there like i went through like i was a reliever at the alt site last year like mm -hmm. you know a couple guys got hurt i got moved back to a starter like it just bounced around a lot and like it just kind of once that season started, it allowed me to be like, look, this is my team. You know, like, right. this is where I am now. Yeah. So it's like, what can I do to, you know, make myself better for a chance to to be up there in September, for a chance to, like, have my name called if, like, an injury does happen? Um, and I think it just gave me a lot of just, like, mental, like, a lot of mental closure, I guess. Like, a lot, or, like, I don't know if closure is the right word, yeah. but just, like, it helped me just, like, calm down everything, like, mentally and just kind of, like, be more in the moment yeah. and I feel like a lot of times around the roster because it doesn't get any kinda, worse right kind of yeah. like rock bottom I guess yeah it's essentially what it is and it's like I was and if you know if I didn't get added to the roster at the end of the last year like I would have went to a minor league free agent after that because yeah. my minor league uh, contract was up yeah. so like it was just a lot and like I was just I was playing for a big league job in general like I know the other teams are other teams be watching so it's so funny I'm done playing now and, and I remember like throughout the last couple of years, you see someone get DFA'd or whatever, and you're like, oh man, just for a second, I go back to that feeling. It's the worst, man. It is. It's the friggin' worst. But then for me, looking from the outside, looking in, I look at that and say, no, man, you, you got nasty, nasty, you're going to catch on with someone else or you, you're going to get back to the big leagues. But in that moment, man, all of a sudden those thoughts go into your head like, this is my story. I, I, Barely got a chance to pitch in the big leagues. Yeah. And this is me. It's friggin' depressing. It is. Oh, it's brutal. It is. Yeah, it's just it's depressing, it's depressing, embarrassing, like I said. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know. I, I had a moment, man, 2009. I had a really good year in 2008. And 2009, you're like, 2009, shit, how old are you? <laughs> 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 Sometimes I say, well. But in 2009, I, I, I start the year off, first start of the year in Oakland. I go like five innings. Next day, my pitching coach has got me out there throwing a bullpen. He goes, oh, hey, we have to – he was a real – like, I'll throw him under – I can throw coaches under the bus next because I'm done playing. But Rick Adair was a pitching coach. Man, this guy would be like just tinkering and tinkering all the time. He's like, hey, why don't we try going hands over your head? Like, you know, I'm like, really? Like, I just pitched last night. Like – just came out of spring training. Anyway, so I get injured, man. Like, I throw this bullpen and get injured. And I'm sitting there watching the five dudes in the rotation. 
And I'm sort of still padded on that. I pitched well last year. They're not going to screw me over here. Like, there's no way. I still had options. So I'm on the on, I'm on the now IL deal back in the day. And I'm thinking to myself, man, like, there's no room for me here. And I go out, man, I go out to these rehab outings and I'm just trying to crush it every time and I'm getting lit up. <laughs> Finally, they just option me back to AAA. And I, like, would wake up in the middle of the night in, like, cold sweats at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning going – this is my career. This is it. Like that was the highlight of my career was last year. I'm never getting frigging back to the big leagues. I have those moments, man. And I just feel sorry for myself all the time. And then we had a pitching coordinator, Dave Wallace, who just said, dude, shut the fuck up. Like it's like, get over you. Just stop crying about it. Go prove people wrong. And it was the best thing ever. It was just a snap. All of a sudden it's like, all right, I can't get any worse. Got all that crap out of my head and boom, off I went. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I got asked, man, last year, going back, because I want to get into this year, and we, we're getting there. But last year, you're in AAA pitching. Was there that moment, man, where you were just like, you know, screw all this DFA, blah, 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 yeah. whatever. I'm just going to go out and enjoy this and, and actually have fun pitching. Yeah. It was more like, uh, it was more like you said, like prove people wrong. Like, yeah. that's just kind of the mentality I had um, was to just go out there as me against the world. Yeah. And, you know, you know, hopefully I set myself up for something good to happen or, like, where I wanted to be, look up at the end of the year and be where I wanted to be. You know, it's so funny. Like, the whole proving people wrong thing, that's how I, like, my whole career was like that. Like, you know, screw I'm going to prove you wrong, prove you wrong. It was yeah. kind of like that sort of under, underdog mentality. But I had Max Scherzer on, on this podcast, and he's like, ah, oh, that, that's a waste of time. That's, a, that's just bad. That's negative energy. I'm sitting there is it really? Like, yeah, like, yeah, hold on, give me more of this. Yeah. But it, it's it's one of these things. And now I'm not saying it's easy for him to say because he's been dominant dealing, right? Yeah. But he went through a little bit of that with the uh, the D-backs. They got rid of him. They said, oh, head, he talked about his head snapper and his mechanics were brutal. He's not going to last, all this kind of stuff. But when you're in it, man, it, for me, that was all I needed just, yeah. to, just to get out of that mode. So going into this spring tra- – uh, excuse me, going into this offseason, you, you finally come back to the big leagues, right, last year. How do you feel about how you did at the end of last year once you finally came back to the big leagues? Yeah, I felt um, – honestly, I didn't feel like I threw as bad as, like, what it would say on paper. Yeah. You know, I had a couple rough ones. Um, but, like, ultimately, like, during that stretch, like, we're, we're fighting for a playoffs for mm-hmm. a playoff yeah. uh, spot. Right. Right. And so, like – for me and like I knew like for me it's like two times through like that's what they were using me last year two times through so like I'm giving them everything I got gotcha. for four to five innings right. you know um, and a lot of the times like we're in the game and like I feel like that is kind of that's I mean that's a starting pitcher's job right like obviously go more than four innings but like keep your team in the game like yeah. when you're yeah. when you're fighting for a spot towards the end of the year you keep the team in the game yeah and I felt like I did a good job of that last year right. um, like I said I had a couple blowups towards the end of the year um, that I feel like on paper kind of swayed stuff, but ultimately, like I was, I was pretty happy with how things went last year when I came back up. It's it's that sort of mentality where it's like team first, you know, because you guys were fighting for a playoff spot. I think that helps too. You know, yeah. if you're coming into a situation where like, all right, now all of a sudden now I got a chance to be a dude because we're out of it or something like that. Like a young pitcher like you know, does that because uh, a lot a lot of the years I was pitching, that's how it was. Like I never pitched in the playoffs yeah. my whole career, so. This offseason, the offseason kicks off and you probably have that mindset like, okay, I've been through kind of a rough year, interesting year, I got DFA, I had to fight my way back. What was the offseason like? Did you change anything going into this year to get to where you're at now, to that all-star level you're at now? No, so I actually changed my offseason program after the COVID year. So going okay. into last year, 
I changed uh, everything I did offseason. I used to go into our spring training facility and like go with their programs, like throw, do all that stuff. Um, and then uh, I went to this place, RS, which is in Phoenix. Okay. Um, it's ran by Casey Upperman, who actually works for us. Um, and we did a lot of just like biomechanic stuff, a lot of uh, like chain reaction stuff, like a lot of. Like, like what is that? What's chain reaction? Like stuff? just like getting your, I guess like getting your your small muscles and your big muscles to work together okay. instead of fighting against each other. And that's yeah. where I kind of was like mechanics wise. Right. Um, everything was kind of fighting against each other, which is why like I feel like the last couple of years like my velo's been up. It's my yeah. average velo's been up higher yeah. than it's been my whole career. And I t- and you're healthy. And I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so yeah, and like I did that last year for the first time and i came into season and uh last season 2021 like i felt health like physically healthy like i didn't have nagging stuff anymore i didn't have that like it was one of those things where it was just like a like a sigh of relief kind of you yeah. know but then i get dfa and i go through all that before gotcha. i could kind of like really like Use show it. yeah you know if that makes yeah. sense like i wasn't able yeah. to really show like hey i i went and put this work in like yeah i know i'm out of options coming into that year mm-hmm. you know like let me show you guys i didn't really get that opportunity to do that in spring before the DFA came. Um, so yeah, then last year goes on and this year I did the same thing and went to his place, um, did all that stuff. And then coming in spring this year was like the first time where like, since I have was hurt in 2017, where I felt physically and mentally like healthy. Gotcha. Like back to where like I was, like I was saying like you search, like you search yeah. to get back. Cause like, like it's embarrassing. You go out there and you're like, man, I'm better than this. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you know it. Um, so yeah, like, just coming into this year was the first the first time where I've honestly felt that in the last four or five years. When you say you're fighting against yourself, how do you guys discover that? Like, I mean, is it like you know, like a motion capture, slow mo videos, or for, like how how's what's his method at this facility to find that out? Yeah, so he has uh, does a lot of like pitch AI stuff. Okay. Um, he also has another program that I'm blanking on right now, um, but kind of does like the same thing. Like it kind of shows like all the lines connected on your body yeah. and like how your body moves yeah. and like where you're losing power, like where there's more power, like stuff along those mm-hmm. lines. Um, we dug into that a lot. And then we kind of based my uh, workout um, days and lifts and everything kind of around what that information spit out as and like, hey, like, you know, this part of the body needs to be stronger. Like, hey, stability here needs to be better, like stuff like that. So we, so we kind of worked those two hand in hand what um that's a big commitment man and what i mean by that is like a lot of people feel like when you do something like that you go to this facility and all of a sudden it's this magic pill like oh here you go um paul this is how this is how you're fighting against yourself this is your workout and you're like oh sweet but you still have to trust it man i mean yeah and there's been i get gun trial with stuff like that because i've had so much bad information it's just my whole life has just been trial and error from yeah. when I was 12 and I started playing till up until recently when I'm working with kids, you know, like at a facility or, or bringing kids over from Australia or whatever. It's just this whole like trial and error thing. Yeah. And so like when you when you get something like that and you, you it, there, there's got to be this big trust factor. Right? What was it that you bought in and said, oh, let's do this? Because uh, you're at a turning point in your career. I mean, it yeah. was like, man, if I go into the spring training, I'm like, 88 or this is just bs because my old workout i used to be get ready now i'm doing this and it's yeah. all just like 
magic pill stuff. You know, does that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So the outside of 2020, um, I was dealing with a lot of like, I guess like a lot of just shoulder stuff, like recovery wise stuff. Like it wasn't recovering and like just always aching. My yeah. velo was just dropping, dropping, dropping. Like I remember, um, like at one point I was like 86, 87. I'm like, dude, like what is going on? Yeah. Right. And like, but I'm you letting felt it, I'm letting fine, it right? rip. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it was just like, it was, a, it was like a dead arm feeling, but like yeah. it was like the whole year, you know, like usually you'll go through spurts, you'll have a little dead arm here mm-hmm. and there. And like a lot of time in spring training, yeah. but like, it was like the whole year. And like, I remember I was just like, like, what, like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know? Um, and then I talked to our pitching coordinator about Casey, um, and just kind of picked his brain about him. And he was like, yeah, you should go like check him out. Cause I live in Arizona. Yeah. So I was just like, might as well. So I went in there for an assessment um, and then we just kind of started working. And then I remember my, I remember my second live BPI I threw with them. I touched 94 and I was just like, okay, I'm, dude, I'm like, in. this is, yeah, like, this is crazy. It's the best feeling like, ever, man. But then also too, like, I felt like a lot of the recovery stuff, like a lot, or I guess it was easier for me to recover. Like the more we, I was started to work with them in the off and everything, like the less amount of just like ache and like yeah. fatigue I felt like through like my shoulder like right. honestly i worked out with at the end of my career i started working out with tom house at usc and there was some wacky stuff man like we had to like if we did any kind of like it's completely different than any kind of way to ball training i had to do it privately or i'd, I'd have a pitching coordinator saying well, dude what are you doing but now the generation now is there's so many pitching gurus online i don't even know if you see them as a current player as a former player oh my god just all these like and they they love to like tell other people that they're completely wrong yeah it does my head in there it's like no no no. there's a little bit of this and a little bit of that and this stuff works but you know driveline right now driveline just swept the nation in pitching from you obviously you're working out this facility in arizona but when you see that kind of stuff like whether it be way to ball training or or this sort of approach to pitching like what's your what's your view on that like what's your opinion on all that kind of on, on that kind of stuff um it's funny because i do i feel like i do see like these little like toys or like things that you tinker <laughs> yeah. with like yeah. everyone's got a new one i yeah. feel like every every day i'll just stumble upon it on instagram yeah. and um but no like i think i like listening to people talk about pitching because yeah. like i feel like you like you're never gonna know everything you need to know mm-hmm. and like yeah. it's you know, I could sit there and watch a five-minute video on, you know, Joe down the street talk about pitching and, like, maybe he thinks he knows everything, but maybe he says one thing where yeah. I'm like, hey, man, like, that's you know, that's, a, sure. that's a good idea. Or, like, hey, I'm going to try that. You know, like, yeah. like I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm someone that I feel like can filter things that won't benefit me yeah. and, like, you know, filter the, the bad out and the good in. Like, I feel like I've, I'm able to do a good, a good job of that. Yeah, no, it's and it's uh, for a lot of ex players, it's tough to do. I love all the new, like, I'm fascinated by analytics, like, absolutely fascinated for you. And before we jumped on, you said you, you, you love, but you love the game, right? Baseball, yeah. it's not something where you're like, oh, yeah, once I'm done playing, I'm out, but you want to have like your own facility, yeah. So, talk me through that, man. You take now again, you're far from being done. <laughs> what, what would the Paul Blackburn facility look like if you had like this ultimate? What what would be some of the, the 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 features you would have in that place? Because you've been to a place in Arizona that just light bulb went off. You love baseball. Obviously, you've got the you know the pedigree to do it. Yeah. Plus, you have all the information you've seen firsthand. So, what would it look like? Um, yeah, it would have your you'd have your plyo balls. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have 
your you plyo, do plyo walls. Ball stuff? Yeah, yep. I do okay. plyo ball stuff. Uh, your plyo walls. Um, definitely have Trackman, Rapsodo, uh, Kinemax. Um, what's the other camera system that's out there? Edutronic. Edutronic, yeah. yeah. Um, honestly, I feel like there's so many good just camera systems out there now that like yeah it can like we're to the point i feel like in baseball where like there are ways to get you to repeat everything right you know pretty much all the time you so, know what i mean if you yeah. if you have that stuff available to you and like if you i mean there's a lot of factors that go into it if you know if you can feel your body and like you know how your body moves and all that stuff but for me i feel like there's there's a lot of stuff out there right now that helps so many younger players yeah with just being able to repeat and be consistent because that's honestly all this game is. You feel like, getting back to you, do you feel like people are starting to know who you are now? Like around the country. You just you were just in New York, for example. Now, baseball lives on the East Coast, unfortunately. Yeah. Look, I played on the West Coast. The Mariners and the, the, the athletics. Anytime I go to MLB Network, it's like you have to sort of educate on certain players. Yeah. No offense, but that's just the way it goes, man. Time of game, obviously playing at 10 o'clock at night, their time and stuff like that. Do you feel like this year is different? Like, do you feel like the fact that you're having like success in that top percentile of pitches, you're about to go to an all-star game, all these other factors, do you feel like things are different now for you? No, honestly. No? <laughs> it's funny, like, everyone thinks I'm AJ Puck. And like, <laughs> I, I get it, we both have a red beard, but that guy's, that guy's got like eight or nine inches on me. Yeah, right. I mean. So where's that, where that happening? Like everywhere, it happens. Everywhere. It happens in Oakland. Like, like, I'll be, I'll be out there and they'll be like, AJ, AJ, puck, oh, puck. And I'm like, no, that's not me, you know? Like, and he gets me all the time too. So I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's funny. But no, like I don't. At least you're not getting the Daniel Vogel the, back. No, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Okay, so, but, but at the same time, you just pitched in New York, right? I noticed when guys, when they're having success, it's, you know, there's, talks of being traded and stuff like that or was there anything different in new york like even talking to some of the reporters out there or, or nothing no really no is that a it good was, thing do you like that i like you, that okay so you, it's so, my personality all right it's your personality yeah. so you don't want to be that dude who's like walking the friggin' red carpet right no no in other, I, don't and I, want but that. I, I know it sounds super cheesy but like oh man you know what i'm a major league pitcher yeah. i want to go hang out with these yeah and no. i want to be real okay no that's yeah that's not me i just want to do <laughs> do my stuff like Go hang out at Discovery, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I ask that because some guys love that. Like yeah. some guys really want that. You know what I mean? Like, and even like I've, and I'm not going to name names here, but guys like went into free agency and they were kind of disappointed that the Yankees weren't reaching out to them as much or pushing as much because they really wanted to be, you know, playing for the Yankees or they wanted to be, you know, that big market yeah. team. You know what I mean? So none of that at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I've, I don't know. I've always, I've always been like that. Like yeah, I yeah. just, I don't know. I just want, I just take care of what I, what I need to take care of. Be a good person, and just, I mean, I'm a normal dude. Everyone, I mean, yeah, we're no, we're we're normal people. You know, it's. Do you feel like some of the younger pitchers now are asking you questions, or or coming to you saying, "Hey, what do you see here? What do you think of this? What do you think of that?" Because you're having so much success, and now, and again. This is like kind of the first year where you've been rock solid. Now you're an established guy. You're about to go on to do massive things, everything else. But do you feel like some of the younger players, like your role has changed in the team? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so like one thing about Oakland that I love is that like all of our guys we're 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 in it together for say like all of our pitchers like you know especially our starting pitchers like we talk we talk baseball all day yeah. you know we talk about grips we talk about setting up guys we talk about you know changing a plate like we just we talk about a lot of things like that um you know and like I feel like this year like with just like get like getting off to a good start and like pitching well I think it's just allowed me to like voice like my knowledge a little more about it yeah. and like instead of being there being like and like the guys in the past like Bassett, Manaya, um, you know, when Fires was here, like all those guys, like I have great relationships with all yeah. of them. But you it's like one of those things. Guys? Yeah, like yeah. I'll talk to them still, and like it's one of those things where I just felt like you know I wasn't pitching that well, so it's like yeah, right. you know I can't really necessarily like voice yeah. like what like kind of like just stuff like I that I know, yeah. you know. Um, but I feel like it's yeah this year it's kind of changed like that, and also like a lot of the guys here, like I mean our team's young. Mm-hmm. And all, most of our pitchers are, are rookies. Yeah, right. And they were a lot of them were in uh, Vegas last year. So, like, I had that relationship with them last year, too. Gotcha. And just, like, them being able to just, like, come up and be like, hey, man, like, is this a good thing to do? Or is this yeah. a bad thing to do? Like, just about just, like, in general, like, clubhouse stuff, but also just, like, on the field stuff as well. Olivia, we're good on time. How much time we got? Okay. All right. A couple more minutes. Real quick. So, sorry, man. I'll, I'll – before we jumped on, you talked about, and obviously you've gone through a lot of different things, but a couple, you talked about going to some, some dark places, right? It, like as far as mentally. when Talk us through that. Like what goes on in your situation? Because a lot of people wish they were a major league pitcher just for one day. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you, know, you, get, you get one day in the big leagues and then oh, now I want a week. Like, yeah, I made my debut. Awesome. Well, I want to be here for another week. Yeah, I now want to be here for another month, blah, blah, blah. Talk to me about some of those places that, you went to and looking back now is it kind of like this feeling like man I went through that and look where I'm at yeah um yeah a lot of it was a lot of it was like when I was injured and like I was injured and then it was like a little bit of like a setback and then I'd get healthy and I'd get injured again and it was like one of those things and then I'd have then I'd fail in the big leagues and it was like one of those things where like I I think a lot just like happened at once You know, and going through like a first, no, I had like a couple little things in the minor leagues. Um, yeah. You know, one was an ankle, one was, you know, just like stiff shoulder, like, yeah. but nothing like that really like kept me out for a while. Right. Um, and so that's kind of the first time I was experienced that while I was in the big leagues, like for, it would have been my first full season. And it was just, I just wasn't, I didn't feel like a lot of it was like progressing, mm-hmm. you know, and then. It was just one of those things where, like, I go to the field every day, and it's like, man, I want to play. Yeah, you know, yeah. I want to pitch. I want to pitch. I want to pitch. And then it just didn't. I didn't really end up happening like that whole year. Like, I wasn't able to pitch. Um, and then, it, yeah, it just and then it started to just be like, man, like I just like, I'm just not gonna ever feel better. Yeah, right. You know, it was yeah. like one of those things where it was just like and up to down up to down up to down like good to bad good to bad like feeling feeling just n- never like feeling like normal again. yeah yeah uh, so that takes us to uh, now we have the official energy energy drink all in um now we, we have to do an all in moment now you can have a swig of that if you want you don't have to but all in you can go to www.drinkallin.com slash the top step you get 10 percent off now paulie i'm going to call you paulie because that's what olivia called you Paulie, <laughs> is that your nickname paulie yeah all right, you're all in moment, man. When was that moment this year? You make the team out of spring. You have those first couple outings, but when was that moment for you 
where you're like, man, this is different. I'm, f- I'm going to absolutely dominate this year. When was that moment? And talk me through it. Uh, it was honestly, it was after my first start this year. Really? Um, against the Rays. Yeah. And like, it was like one of those things where like, and you know, the whole like, kind of like proof, like proof people wrong yeah. thing. Like that's just kind of been like my mentality all year right. um, with everything. But I just feel like you, you know, my first time breaking, this is my first opening day this year. First okay. time ever being an opening day. And you kind of, it allows you to just kind of like settle in yeah. and like, feel like you're a part of it and it's not like everything's not like speeding up on you like and I remember after that game against the Rays this year it just felt like I just like I just felt like this was like the team I was on you know what I mean it's not like yeah big leagues like minor leagues big leagues like yeah like when you're going triple a big leagues triple a big leagues in the same year like it's different yeah you know it's a different like mindset it's a different like just the way you think and all that like it's different but when for, at least for me, like first time experience it when I made the team out of spring this year, it was a, it was just more of just allowed me to just kind of like settle in. Were you worried like, you weren't going to make the team? Honestly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man. I was like. It's the best. Did did they let you know? I know, yeah. I know we're running up against Clocky, but did they let you know like, hey, uh, Paul, just want to let you know you made the team. Congrats. Yeah. It wasn't this thing where you just kind of rolled on the plane like I guess yeah, I'm on the team. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Like no. everyone just expected me to be on. Yeah, man. It, after everything you went through last year, I couldn't imagine, dude. Because I remember when I had a couple of years where I'm trying to claw my way back to the big leagues and they called me in. I was like, I thought I was getting sent down. Yeah. I was already looking at places in Reno. I was with the D-backs. And like, yeah, I'm going to Reno. And then like, hey, you made the team. I was like, huh, what? Like, it's it's insane. And you're like, oh, man, it's just that feeling. Walk out in the field that day like, oh, okay, now I can just chill out, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Now, one last thing I need to ask before I let you go. Are you eating pizza tonight? Apparently the yes. night before. <laughs> Wait, what, but are we talking when you get back to the hotel? Yeah. So you, so you go late night pizza. Bef- and by the way, just the reason I'm asking that is because I've been given an inside, inside little bit of information here. You eat pizza before every start. Yeah. Now, that's not something where you're fighting against yourself and your nutrition's got to be on point because you're doing this biomechanic stuff from the facility. No, no. no. This is just – is this superstitious or it's just like, I just love crushing pizza? Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit of both, but it started in in Loe when okay. I was in Kane County. Um, really? It goes that far back? Yeah, like I was just – I was having a tough, a tough start uh, to that season and one day we are on the road and – just ordered a pizza the day before my start, pitched well, and Done. it's just kind Dull, of dude. it's just kind of carried on since then. So yeah, since 2014. Wow, even when you were scuffling, struggling, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm sticking with still it. Still going, yeah, still <laughs> Good going. Good enough. So if you do want to order Paulie over here a pizza, not against the Mariners tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. not against the Mariners. Now we didn't even get into your your prep or anything like that, but. Anyway, Paul, this has been great, man. I really appreciate yeah. you coming on. Thank this you for having me. You'll never say that I'm not killing them. Kill, kill, killing them.